What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, We have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and Internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. in my coffee. <laughs> Good morning, uh, Mike. Feels Taylor. like there's glass in my tea. How's that? Oh, oh no! Uh, it is that time of year, isn't it? Yeah, fighting a little bit of a chest cold, a little bit of a just a little chest cold. Not a big thing, but enough to make me sound <laughs> funky. Yeah, well, you are funky. You are the funky Mike Mueller. And hey, if you've never listened before, this is Social Media Edge Radio. We've been on the air almost every Tuesday since 2008. We did take a short hiatus uh, back in, I believe, 2014. And uh, we're back on the air steady every Tuesday since. And we talk about things that are related to business marketing, primarily using social media and Blogging. We like to say WordPress mm-hmm. uh, because we're WordPress fans. But we talk about Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn occasionally, um, Instagram, Pinterest, you, you name it. We talk about those things and how you can use those to improve your results online. And, Mike, I think we have a great topic today. How about you? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, here we are, we're doing an audio show. And we're talking about video. I love it when that happens. <laughs> uh, we are driver friendly. You can participate with this show while you're riding your motorcycle or while you're driving a car and uh, not That's have true. to worry about bumping into something. So we're driver mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike and I have both been online since longer than there's been an online. Uh, yeah, I think we were. Uh, we might have been among the first six people to uh, – no, we're not that old. Uh, but, but we do go way back, and we go back, we go back so far that text wasn't even pretty online. It was just in a console. Mm, what, yeah. How did we tolerate it? Did we just not know any better? I think that's it. Yeah, exactly that. There was, there was nothing better. We didn't know any better, and there was nothing better, and, and – uh, I remember when all of a sudden you can change, and this is, I'll just stick this into our show as far as that goes. I remember when the chat room, we could get our text to be Comic Sans if we wanted to. That was like big time. And we all know, if you know Mike Mueller, 
that he would prefer that everything be in Comic Sans. <laughs> Just a mess. Or not. Yep. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about text. We'll call it text versus video or video versus text. And, and then really I, I think what we're going to do is talk about how they can work in harmony uh, to get you the results that you're looking for. Now, some of the results I'm talking about are search engine results so that you come up higher in the search engine. But I think for me, as important or more important even, is the conversion rate or readership uh, interaction rate that, uh, that you get as a result. Uh, Mike, what's your opinion on one of the better metrics? I mean, what's more important to, uh, to our listeners, search engine placement or conversion rate? It, depends. it really depends on the client, but I'm going to say for the most part, um, they're looking at the conversion rate or, you know, because, and, and we've, we've done this over and over again, what's my ROI, what's my return on my investment? And if you build a website, you've got a goal, a specific goal in mind. You might have a couple of different goals, but you have one in particular, and that may be, hey, I want to earn more business. I want to get more clients. Uh, we deal a lot in real estate, but not, con not you know, entirely in real estate. So we've got some clients who um, they sell widgets or, you know, whatever, and they actually sell physical product or, or what have you. And that's, you know, completely different from real estate. Real estate, you're, you've got to kind of like build the trust with that client and all of that kind of stuff that happens. They're not just going to come upon your site and then buy a home. Boom, you're my realtor. I'm done. That doesn't happen <laughs> like it does with actual physical products. That's right. It, you ha it takes some wooing, and uh, we talk mm -hmm. a lot about blogging, um, about the things that you should blog about, um, even about such things as titling and formatting and, and uh, how long your blog article should be and all of those to not only attract people through search engine uh, results, but also once they get there to keep them there. And for me, more importantly, is to uh, net, right next to getting them to become a client is to get them to share the information uh, with their friends. There's really no better form of advertising to this day than a share. Um, over time, though, the length of articles has changed quite a bit that, that Google likes. Uh, I remember five or six years ago, I made pretty good money writing three to 400-word articles all day long. Uh, and mm -hmm. now to really get Google's attention, uh, I don't know. What are you seeing the numbers up to in your your research and and testing, Mike? Well, I haven't. You know, uh, to tell you the truth, I haven't done a whole lot of research on this. But uh, the long form uh, of blogging, uh, writings, and if you if you read any of my posts, my posts are in the thousands at least. I started a thousand and. Then I start <laughs> start thinking about ways to end my post without going on to you know ten thousand words or or what have you. And WordPress makes it really easy, so you can watch your word count go as you type along. But um, I I I've always tended towards the the longer form. Uh, Three hundred and fifty, mm -hmm. four hundred seems very short to me. Mm -hmm. 
Yep, and today it is because Google really likes something in the 1500 to 2000 range. So that presents another uh, challenge is being prepared, writing concisely, and keeping the reader engaged throughout that length of, uh, of writing. So if you're writing 1,500 words, I mean, now we're talking about uh, easily uh, up to eight to ten good-sized paragraphs. Now you're talking about needing to throw in some really good facts some, or some really entertaining writing uh, or those types right. of methods. You know, you can, you can throw in a photo to make the page look pretty uh, and to help illustrate a point. But on those particular types of, of posts, the content itself is much more important. So, I mean, you're right in that range. And you always have written a little bit longer than some people did. It, you know, it used to be back in the day, we say that a lot, uh, that people wanted to get on the page, get the information, and get off. They didn't want a mm-hmm. lot of the surrounding story. They, they want, tell me the facts, tell me what I need to know. Uh, and then they left with just a surface view of what they were searching for. Right. So what, when, you, when you begin writing an article, uh, do you already have pretty much everything in mind that you want to say? Or how do you go about getting that 1,500 to 2,000 word range? Well, it just, you know, I'm going to say it, it generally happens uh, pretty quick as far as that goes. So I'll get an idea for a blog post and I might wait on that blog post, but you know, until the time's right or what have you, but um, I get an idea and I've, I've pretty got it all, you know, all formulated because what I do is I I'll do kind of a, a quick little uh, synopsis or a lead in paragraph and then I'll get to my points and I break things down into points. I might have like four or five points. Um, and then I usually will have a wrap up, um, so it's just like writing term papers. I'll have a wrap-up at the end, and a lot of times I'll have a bonus. And I, you know, I, I know we're all skimmers, and I know that we just, you know, our attention span is very limited out there. And so I know the people coming to my site are and reading my posts are, are going to skim, and I know that. But I try to make the important points stand out and I try to at least get everything across that I need to get across. And for those who aren't and want to sit and read, I'm going to give them that too. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I think it's important to kind of have an idea, a set of guidelines that you want to use when you're writing. And that's why before I start writing an article that I know is going to be a little bit lengthy, I generally uh, create an outline. So I'll create five or six points that I want to make sure that I cover. And then, like you say, you mm-hmm. have something at the end, a, a synopsis of the, of the writing as well. Um, I, when I'm really writing an, an article, it's pretty, pretty easy for me to get up to 3,000 words myself, so I end up going back and trimming some of it out. And, I, you know, I watch my conversion rate. I watch my click-through rate. And uh, the, the one thing that I can say for sure that we're talking about today is that when a video is involved, I get – a couple of things. Number one, I get more time on site. How important is time yeah. on site when it comes to when it comes to marketing? Well, it 
you know, for for time on site. Time on site is one of those things that Google looks at. So they track if they sent somebody to your site for a particular thing, for that particular blog post, and how long did they spend on your site before clicking away. Google's tracking all that kind of stuff. And so theoretically, whatever keywords they search for, if they're spending a lot of time once they get to your site, Google's going to say, hey, this is a good this we did good, so we're going to boost this guy up a little bit higher. So it's a ranking factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my videos, and we'll just talk about mine because I know them a little bit better than I do other people's, uh, average about three to four minutes uh, if mm-hmm. I'm trying to just introduce something. When I get into a how-to – I get up a little bit longer, so it might go to 10, 12 minutes, and then I split those into two videos. Uh, have you ever noticed that TEDx videos are 18 minutes long? Yeah. Any idea why that might be? Mm. Is there a secret thing that I don't know about? I don't know. We're, we're going to find out. We're in the discovery process. <laughs> uh, according to what I've heard, it's the average length of a coffee break. So if you stop in for a coffee, you drink your coffee and, and get out, the time that you sit at the table at the coffee shop on average is 18 uh-huh. minutes. I find Very that pretty interesting. Um, being yeah. a fan of TEDx, I can say I've never watched one at a coffee shop, but I have watched several all the way through. And here's the thing. While we're talk, setting up the whole video thing, if you'll notice, TEDx videos have some really good points to them. Number one, they're well-produced. Number two, maybe even more importantly, is you can hear the words very clearly. Uh, number three, they're presenting information that the viewer is interested in. So all of those mm-hmm. make for better videos. Now, Mike, we've talked a lot about creating videos over the years, but I don't think we've ever talked about creating videos to go along with a blog post. I think this is the first time. Yeah, I think so too. So let's talk about it from that standpoint. If you were going to create a blog with a video, which might you create first, the blog or the – would you do the text first or the video first? Wow. Okay. So – and and we're going to host the video up on YouTube as well um, and stream Absolutely. it from YouTube. Um, I'm going to say typically I'm going to write the blog post first and because as I'm writing that blog post, I might come up with some, some things that, you know – top of mind, I've got my ideas for the blog post, and I can roll with a video. Um, if that's a talking head video, or that could be a screen share style video, it could be a combination of both. It could have uh, different images. There's a lot of different things you could do with video. But write the blog post first, and then you've got really your content that you're going to do for the video. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I generally do that when I'm doing a 
talking head type video. When I'm doing an instructional video, it's generally a screen share. So I'm doing the, uh, the screen share, and then I would go back later and take out some excerpts of it and put that in. Likewise, mm-hmm. for when I've done some you know, uh, survival wilderness skills type things, I do the video first, and then I write the article to, uh, to go along with it. So I really think it, it depends. Uh, a lot of our wow. listeners might be doing a, a video on an area. Uh, so they might be doing a particular right. uh, area of shopping in their town. Mm-hmm. I think I would probably shoot the video first and uh, come back and assemble the video and write it. But again, back to the talking head video, if I'm doing something similar to this show, I'm going to write the article first, and that gives me another advantage too, Mike, and that is that as I'm editing my video, I can go in and copy some of the text and uh, lay that text over my video so that I'm emphasizing right. specific yeah. um, points in the video. I have even, and I do have a client that I have regularly to uh, write his articles out, uh, will edit his articles, and then he'll shoot a video of uh, him pretty much reading the points of the article, not word for word verbatim, but uh, using that right. as his teleprompter to go back and do the video over. I don't have well, any stats on which of those is the best. <laughs> but, uh, well, I think it just really I, depends on your yeah, audience. I would say so too, and and I think you know for me a lot of times what ends up happening is through the process of writing, I will oh yeah what about that point, and um, that's why I'm going to say I'm going to write the post first and then do the video afterwards because that that one point I was just came up when I was writing. I'm not necessarily going to think about as I'm doing the video. Hmm. And I think those are uh, those are all valid points to consider when you're going to do a video with a uh, along with a blog. We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, let's talk about some statistics. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website. And then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. I like it when it works for me because that's uh, that's much easier than me working for it. But I've done that, haven't you, Mike? <laughs> mm-hmm. I have my website. So let's 
let's talk a little bit about stats. And, and one of the ones that I want to start with is a statistic from Unbounced uh, that was done this year, 2016. There's a report that including a video on a landing page can increase conversion by 80%. I can absolutely believe that. You know, that's and a really solid so, number too. Yeah, for the for those that don't don't know, don't listen to the show on a regular basis, the landing page is a squeeze page, is a destination when somebody has clicked an ad, um, and. Mm-hmm. Typically. I mean, that's that's typically what they're used for. And so coming to a landing page, I might see an ad, let's say, in Facebook, um, or it could be a Google ad. It doesn't matter which. It could be a LinkedIn ad, for that matter. Um, but I click on it. I go to the destination, and what's there? And um, there should be um, a whole lot of relevant information to why I clicked that ad. Um, but a video, right off the bat, I'm going to say breaks down that wall of, oh, here's another ad. What are they trying to sell me? And could really, really change the dynamic that's happening right then and there when somebody's clicked on your, your ad. Yeah, and, and it does work. I've tried it multiple ways. Uh, audio helps, but video is probably the best there is. One of the other uh, statistics I came across in doing research is – from Forrester, which is a very well-respected uh, marketing and, and statistics research uh, corporation. I'm not even sure if I believe this one from Forrester, Mike, but we say that a picture is worth a thousand words. If that's true, mm-hmm. then how many words do you think that one minute, one minute of video might be worth? Just take a, any guess. One minute of video. Oh. Mm, I'm... No, I have no guess. Ten thousand words. I guess I do have a guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, I probably would have said I probably would have said something like that too. I probably would have said, ah, let's see a minute then maybe maybe I don't know, six thousand words or something. Uh according to Forrester researcher Dr. James McQuivy, it's one point eight million words for one minute wow. of video. And I think that that's probably because people can create their own uh, words, their own word feelings by watching what's happening in the video as well as listening to it as uh, while it's going. So uh, whether that's accurate or not, it's certainly worth uh, at least as many words as in, in text, but uh, probably, probably more. And the one thing I like about using video with text is you can actually set the tone. Uh, I put a joke on Facebook or no, my wife did. She put a little thing on Facebook not too long ago and a friend of ours said, uh, is it okay that I read these words with Ken's voice? And <laughs> they were funny answers. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting that she was overlaying her own um, concept or own, per- own perception of it. When we use video, we take that away, and we can set the tone for how people want to perceive or how we want people to perceive what we wrote. Yeah. We talked another thing. We've talked, we've talked about email marketing on the show before. In fact, we need to do a show on that alone. But one of the first statistics I came across, another Forrester report, uh, said that including an email uh, or a video in an email increases click-through rate 300%. I can see that. But now, now here's, here's my thing. So there, there are sites, there are um, services out there, I'll say, like BombBomb. Bomb. 
for instance, which are absolutely wonderful at video marketing, and they're not sending the video. They're sending a screenshot with a little play button over the top to mm-hmm. the video, I mean, in the email. And that's an important mm-hmm. distinction. Do not send, an, you know, you just don't want to send a video in in an email. But you're all smarter than that. You can do an embed code, possibly, and put a video inside the email. But like, for mm-hmm. instance, like BombBomb, what they do is if I click on a BombBomb video in an email, what it'll do is it'll open up in my browser a new tab, and that just counted as a click-through. True. True. That would count as a click-through. <clears throat> but every click-through is another chance to sell mm-hmm. or to present your idea. So uh, we'll still count it as a click-through. Here's an interesting stat that will be interesting to our listeners. Uh, now, this was done in Australia, not the United States, but a very similar country, very similar people. Uh, Australian retailer um, uh, or a Australian real estate uh, organization said that their listings, which include a video, uh, received 403% more inquiries than those without. Four times as many. That's uh, yeah. That's strong. Well, and, you know, I can – I mean, video just carries so much more power, I think, as far as that goes, than uh, just an image or just text. And I think I think uh, a great blog post should have maybe even all three of those. Um, but this is very different from the typical I'm going to send an email with, um, you know, like I just said with BombBomb, because it's going to usually be a talking head video. And this is not going to be a talking head video. This is going to be a, you know, real estate tour type video. So people want to see the house and, and video shows them maybe a little bit better about the house than just photos. Sure. And likewise, I think any product, uh, if it's something that's tactile, you want to see 360 degrees of that, uh, that object. Uh, you know, if you're trying to sell someone a drone, a video drone, showing a picture from the drone and showing the drone flying, showing people using it, I think all of those are important. So we don't really have time to get into conceptualizing the market, but uh, certainly there are uh, plenty of resources out there. I want to finish the statistics by saying this one. Um, this is to according to a company called Real, RS, uh, Real SEO, R-E-E-L SEO, which obviously is a video SEO production company. Uh, they have uh, determined through their research that using a video on your homepage increases conversion rates by 20% minimum, at least 20% on your homepage. Hmm. I, you know, maybe. Um, and, maybe. Uh, you know, what's the industry as far as that goes? I've got a video on my homepage, front and center. It's the first thing you see. And I actually did it for my homepage. And basically it tells you a little bit about me. It tells you two things that I, you know, want to highlight. Um, join my newsletter and then find out about me building websites. Um, it hasn't been viewed as much as I thought it would. It's front and center on my homepage. <clears throat> so, and I have, one. I've got, I, I did a similar thing, similar results. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
throwing the stats aside, we've got just a few minutes left here. But if I were going to go write a blog post today, um, and I really wanted to drive home the point uh, and increase time on site, I would create a video to go along with it for the best possible results. And I think, Mike, you, you said it well. You said I think the, the best post would include all three, the text, the images, and the video. And it yeah. almost doesn't matter what topic, does it? No, I think pretty much every topic. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of my how-tos have screen captures of that's the pictures. Um, I might do a screen capture video as well uh, that works very well with the how-to. But um, you know, like in real estate, you don't have a whole lot of how-tos. You know, and the big challenge I'm going to say with real estate is you've got to get people to know and trust you, know, like, and trust you. I'm going to say, and I think that mm-hmm. comes through wonderfully in video at the same time you've you've got people who are not video people and they're not going to hit the play button by the way don't make your unless you're on a landing page don't make your your videos autoplay just don't do that um yes <laughs> but do do i have i mean it's it's absolutely perfectly wonderful to have both text saying exactly the same thing it doesn't have to be verbatim but it should be, you know, the same topic points uh, as your video, and have them both right then, right there, because there are two different kinds of people out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree, and I think that uh, we need to pay attention as individuals when we're writing and creating videos to go along with it, to make sure that the purpose of that video is clear, uh, and to make sure that we don't overdo the video too much time-wise. I mean, the statistics always show that the shorter the video, the more shares. And, you know, if you're, I've watched videos that literally could have been three minutes long that were 18 minutes long. And that's annoying. So you, you can go to your detriment if you, uh, if you don't pay attention to being concise and kind of keeping it moving. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of places to hire videos done out there too, Mike. Are you still doing videos for clients? Every day. <laughs> Every day I do. See there? I do videos for clients. Yeah. So, see there? There's Mike and uh, you can always get Mike at areweconnected.com. I don't do videos. And watch his video. Uh, I do my own. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Watch his video. Uh, you know, there's probably a lot more that we could go on to say about this particular topic just because it is something that everyone needs to be aware of. Uh, but I think we'll continue this discussion offline. If you want to get with Mike, you can get him at areweconnected.com uh, or at Mike Mueller on Twitter, and he'll be happy yep. to talk with you about video. I'll talk with you about it, but Mike has the doer side of it done. What else, Mike? What should, what should the people know before we say goodbye? Ooh, well, uh, you know what? I'm going to say if you're doing a talking head video, don't do one. Do 500 of them. Uh, get used to, because if you if it's your first one you've ever done, y- yeah, you're going to suck. And But it's okay. It's okay to suck. It's when you get practice, you've got to get them under your belt you're going to get better, and you don't get better unless you start doing them. 
Agreed. And two things I'll add to that. If you are putting words on your screen, make sure that they're visible at all resolutions. And if you are talking on the uh, video or if anyone is talking, make sure that the uh, sound is audible and easily understood. Two of the things that will make me turn away from a video are bad sound and horrible focus. <laughs> can't, right. Can't do it. <laughs> well, we're coming up on the holiday season, but we'll be here next week. And that's it for us today. So I think it's time to say bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com. <laughs>